I will never again put myself in a relationship, a situation, an institution where I feel like I have to abandon myself. Okay. And I realized looking back on things, the times that I didn't feel good or I felt upset or sad mm. were the moments where I felt like I was abandoning, my, abandoning myself in a yeah. friendship, in wow. work, in yeah. a relationship, like not being fully true. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. Uh, happy Tuesday to everybody. Hope you're doing well. Today I have my first kind of celebrity. Oh my uh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I interview those. Yes, yeah. So um, this will be, okay, so I have my first um, interviewer, I guess, on, on I the show. I love that. Uh, everyone, Does it feel weird uh, to interview an interviewer? We're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> uh, everyone, welcome Miss Danielle Robe to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. You know, um, I'm from Chicago and I have a deep love for any Chicagoan. So as soon as we got to meet, same. I knew this was going to happen. A hundred percent. I appreciate that because I have the same feeling. I'll see people wearing anything Chicago, anything. sports, anything in Atlanta. I'm like, hey, where are you from? They're like, bro, hold on. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I just get so excited. Um, Go okay. Bulls. Exactly. Go Cubs. Go yeah. Bulls. Go all Chicago. All of it. Yeah. Um, a little bit more background on you in case people don't know. Obviously yeah. Chicago, but um, how long have you been in L.A.? What do you do for a living? I know. Interviewer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I moved out here in 2013. Okay. Uh, I so I grew up in Chicago. Always wanted to live in LA. Yes. Yeah, I daydreamed <laughs> about those palm trees, uh, yeah. and everything seemed really glamorous to me. Sure. Uh, when you grow up in the Midwest, you have that feels very far away. Totally. You know. So mm -hmm. uh, moved to LA. Had like two thousand dollars and no clue. <laughs> so I moved into a garage. Uh, Whoa. It was free. And so moved wow. into a garage. Stayed there for like six months while okay. I was trying to like figure out what to do. Sure. Um, I wanted to be the millennial Barbara Walters. So mm. I wanted to interview celebrities and heads of state. Yeah. And I thought I got to get on the red carpet. I got, that's like sure. what I saw people doing. Totally. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Reached okay. out to a guy mm -hmm. who was, uh, I, he had like a small outlet mm -hmm. on the red carpets. I like I called him, <laughs> I emailed him, no reply from weeks. Yeah. Finally, I got this random number on Facebook. I call him. He answers. It's like 7 p.m. Yeah. How dare you call me past work hours? This is so rude. And I was like, I, I thought I was going to cry. I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. I'm just really eager. Sure. I sent him an email after. Like, I really just, I know I'll do a great job for you. Yeah. And he replied, I still have the email to this day. He replied, you're annoying but we'll try it out. <laughs> oh, Meet wow. me at the Paley Center in Beverly Hills at this wow. time on Tuesday or whatever. Did wow. my first red carpet. Yeah. And it was kind of on from there. Wow. How cool is that story? Well, I also don't feel as bad reaching out to you uh, and DMing you on Instagram. I'm like, no, I sent this I long it. thing and I'm like, I, I hate bothering people and I hate asking for favors, but I think you'd be great for the show. So um, your story is... Uh, more, more persistent than, than, than mine. <laughs> no, you know what? I actually, all the jobs I've ever gotten, yeah. uh, particularly in the first three years mm. of being in LA were because of cold emails and okay. cold messages. Like I'm a big believer. So I actually usually like answer that. If they're legit, I answer them always. Totally, totally, totally. Um, okay, cool. So how long have you been an interviewer then? 
Nearly a decade. Uh, So I started in local news in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Which was interesting. It was (laughs) super cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then when I moved here, I started doing red carpets, got a job at Clever TV, which was under Defy Media. It was like they housed some of the top 10 YouTube outlets. Okay. Which... I didn't know would be cool. It ended up being the coolest job. Like wow. I learned so much and I mm-hmm. made really good friends. Dope. Um, and that's kind of where I built a bit of a social following. Sure. And then moved on to Entertainment Tonight Online. Mm-hmm. And then I got a gig in Chicago. Okay. As a morning show host. So I moved back. Okay. It was like GMA for Chicago. Got it. Uh, and then I miss the palm trees. I miss LA. <laughs> and the winters. Yeah. You know... Growing up in them, you're like, it is what it is. You yeah. don't know anything different. Sure, sure. Once you get out, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It's not going to last long once you, once you get out. When I go home now, I'm like, oh, God, it's freezing. Like, it's 60. You know, yeah. the movement is it's just different when you're here for so long. Um, okay, and then right now, what's also new for you is your new podcast. Yeah, my baby. Yeah, let's talk. I hear you. I hear you. you I know can relate. You funny? <laughs> when I launched the podcast, I had these gold rings made that said Pretty Smart, which is the name of the podcast. Yeah. And I got so many messages from people being like, are you engaged? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, no, I just launched a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, same thing, right? Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it's called Pretty Smart, and I call mm-hmm. it a love letter to women with something to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it That idea has always been so important to me. I always felt sure. like I had a lot to say, and I sure. wanted to listen to people who had a lot to say. Yeah, good for you. Um, but I read a book called Beauty Sick, and I know mm. you're a reader. Yeah. It changed my life. I was in Chicago working as a host. I read mm-hmm. this book and in the first part of the book, oh, excuse me, in mm-hmm. the first part of the book, she opens it saying uh, there's, I think it was an Esquire study okay. that 54% of women would rather be hit by a truck than considered fat. Wow. And wow. my stomach sunk because yeah. if you asked me in high school, I would have said, uh, how fast is the car going? Like, mm. is it a truck or a Prius? Yeah. I was surprised that number wasn't higher. Wow. And I thought about all the beautiful women I know, all the pretty women. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they have bumps and bruises and have been through things. That's what makes them cool and interesting and thoughtful. Yeah. And they were pretty witty, pretty strong, Mm. pretty smart. Right. So that's, that was the genesis. And I wanted to create something I wanted to listen to. Sure. And tell me a little bit more about, uh, when we were talking, you we're agreeing that there's some type of click for 30 for women too. Cause I was like, there's a click for men at 30, which I didn't know that was fascinating. So I didn't know there's a click for women. So that's, <laughs> that's great. So tell me a little bit more about that click for women at 30. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It happened for me. I hope it happens for everybody. I hope it happens for them earlier. But it definitely happened for me. Um, I I think we've been told the wrong thing about our 20s. Okay. For instance, everybody said when I went to college, oh my God, this is going to be the best time of your life. And I got there and I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was uncomfortable and scared. And it was like, it was really fun, but also really hard and complicated. Totally. Yeah. And I thought, 
this can't be the best time of my life. Mm. Like the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. And then everybody says your twenties are amazing. Like it's your prime and you're going to have so much fun. And I was like, I worked my ass off. Sure. I didn't have that much. I had some fun, but I was working. Sure. Um, I was working like 15, 16 hour days and Mm -hmm. you're figuring out who you are and what you want. You have like your first like big loves and relationships and you learn all of that stuff. So I feel Mm -hmm. like the bumps and bruises, not that there will, won't be more to come, but a lot of the first ones come in your twenties Yeah, sure. and then 30 happens and you're like, okay, I got the lessons. Time yeah. for some blessings. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's something that uh, that I read that said when you're in your 20s, you have nothing but ideas, but no money. And when you turn and you get in your 30s, you have the same ideas. Now you got a little bit of money. When you get to your 40s, you have the same ideas. If you haven't already lived them out, you have even more money. And then the beauty of it all is you have so many more experiences. Oh, that's cool. And now you're able to kind of navigate a little bit easier. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Wait, question. Yeah, what sure. happens for, your, for, men for men in their 30s? You know, yeah. J-Lo says that men uh, are useless until about 33, which I kind of think is true. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, interesting you said that. I, I actually mentioned that. Um, is either on Who Can Relate or, or the other show, Enjoy the Podcast. Yeah. And I'm not totally mad at that either. Useless, I just think, is the word that's going to maybe rub totally. people the wrong way. It's and a bad word. Yeah, it's not your word. It's J-Lo's. But, that's, but n- nonetheless, there is a lot of... Um, value in what she said and here's the thing maybe she's obviously speaking from personal experiences but i can attest as a 34 year old man i just got my you know what together maybe at 31 Mm -hmm. so i was close you know and i think a lot of guys if they get their stuff together it's very rare that it's it's before they turn 30 so that's the the whole click thing (laughs) (laughs) um so walk me through a little bit of the corporate world, the entertainment side of things is, is fun. It's glamorous. It's cool to talk about, but yeah. there's still a corporate element to it. So walk me just through that and, and how it's had an effect on you. And was it what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know if I had any expectations. Good. That's I didn't great. know. Um, I like had weird jobs. Like in college, I worked at a spin studio and I would like clean people's bikes. Yeah, I was yeah, a waitress. Yeah. So I hadn't really worked in the corporate corporate world. Sure. And my first job, I learned so much. Like there's so many office politics and dynamics and um, communication was so funny to me. Like you Mm. have to reply all on every email. So everyone's looped in and like (laughs) never learned that. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, But the corporate world, I I think like I always felt a little frustrated by it. Okay. Um, How so? It gave me a lot of great opportunities, but Mm -hmm. um, the frustration came from wanting and like visualizing a package that I would do, how to, how I wanted to tell a story, mm. how I wanted to write it, how I wanted yeah. it to turn out. Yeah. And when you're working at any news outlet, that just, it's not realistic. Sure. Like there are other people that have input and there mm. are reasons for their input. They're not crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. like you don't have complete independence, sure. um, which is yeah. why this podcast pretty smart has been so fulfilling for me because yeah. Before every episode, I visualize what I want it to be, what I want mm. it to convey, mm. who I want to help. Yeah. And I hopefully get to fulfill that. Yeah. I can relate to that. And I, I read a book on um, basically how to start a podcast, essentially. And one of the, the main things the author kept driving home was choose an avatar. Choose a one-person audience member and 
B, you know what type of medication they take, let alone what they look like, their demographic, where they're from. Give the whole story so that when all else fails and you're interviewing someone or you're on your own rant, you know, single solo episode, you can talk to that avatar. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've always kind of had that uh, in, in my mind and, and it's been really helpful. So, but, but the same sentiments. I mean, I'm always very intentional with every single episode and um, every one for me needs to be the best one kind of thing. Yeah. You're only as good as your last week. And, Col- totally. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the standard I have. It's funny because in, um, in marketing and TV, they use the same idea. Like okay. in my, my morning show that I did in Chicago, we had mm. like a cutout of somebody and oh, it yeah, was like, yeah. this person's name is Rachel. She's sure. 35. You sure. know, like it you, helps. Re- you really have to you know gotta, who You got to visualize it hundred um, yeah. percent. So something that, that you said, which, which really kind of stuck with me offline and here we are now, but you said, um, one of the main goals for you personally is you never want to abandon yourself like that's the last resort and then also to how you mentioned you didn't know how to hold boundaries so they kind of go hand in hand so let's talk about that they do um i i read a quote by glennon doyle Mm. who is a beautiful writer if anyone out there hasn't read her books yet um but she she said something along the lines and i might Mm -hmm. I might paraphrase a little bit, but I will never again put myself in a relationship, a situation, an institution where I feel like I have to abandon myself. Okay. And that always, that really resonated with me because I actually think going back to our twenties versus thirties in your thirties, you don't, you know enough about yourself that you're like, I don't need to put myself in those situations. Yeah. In your 20s, you're learning what those situations are, mm-hmm. where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you're abandoning yourself. Totally. And I realized looking back on things, the times that I didn't feel good or I felt upset or sad mm. were the moments where I felt like I was abandoning, my, abandoning myself in a yeah. friendship, in wow. work, in yeah. a relationship, like not being fully true. Sure. That was like the common denominator. In yeah. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of, like you said, you, you kind of um, have a different set now of, of, of boundaries for sure, but also maybe rules too for just who you allow to have your energy, to share your energy and who you give your time with? Is a lot of that predicated on just knowing your self-worth and your value system and being stern on it too? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think the more confidence you have, mm. the more you're willing to say no, right? And so like mm. even early on with yeah. my with hosting or um, reporting, I'd say yes to every single job, paid, not paid, no matter Mm -hmm. who was hiring me because I just wanted reps. And the experience. Yeah, Yeah. totally, totally. And I think that's important in the beginning. I wouldn't go back and change that. But I think I'm now at a point where I can be a little bit more deliberate. Sure, yeah. I said this a couple weeks ago in an episode um, where, and it's something that is... uh, hard to truly conceptualize and obviously implement but it's 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 very powerful it says you need to learn how to say no without explaining yourself yeah like no is a full sentence i still have a problem with that yeah and and so furthermore when you try to do that and you try to implement that the first thing you should do in the first group of people try that with your family right like try saying no to your family and then and then the, anything else after that will be super easy That's um, funny. but yeah I, I love that you you shared that with you know how abandoning yourself was that common denominator and that was like no matter what I'm not going to do this yeah I check in I now I think we sure. you know my whole life is predicated on questions I ask people questions yeah. all day long sure and one day I uh, I quit a job that I thought 
think five years ago, I quit a job I thought was going to be my dream job. Okay. And I was living off my credit cards. I (laughs) was like super sad and confused and I didn't know Mm. if I'd ever get hired again, what I would do next. Sure. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this time and try and make it as useful as possible. And I started reading books and I started taking cooking classes. Mm. And um, one of the things I did is I made a list of all the questions I asked other people. Okay. And it was probably like three, four hundred questions. And every day I would ask myself a few of them. Love it. And at the end of like eight months, I felt like I really knew myself a lot better. I feel like we don't ask ourselves enough questions. Wow. Let's sit with that for a second because... That is so important. And mm-hmm. as much as we're so caring and intentional and, and sympathetic and giving to people for what they need, mm-hmm. we probably give ourselves 10% of that. I'm just going to throw out a number, but yeah, interesting. maybe 10, 20. It's not the full amount is, is the whole point. And that check-in with yourself is everything. That's self-love. It's important. You, you know, I keep saying here, you, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going to know what you need, how often you need it um, to be able to show up to any anything in your life, job, romantic relationship, friendship, family, whatever it is, the best way possible, the best version of yourself, which is you owe that to yourself. And then the people who you do show up for will appreciate that, that you took the time to do that. Right. Well, so it's interesting that you say that because I just recorded an episode with this guy, Houston Craft on okay. kindness. Mm. And I said you know, one of my least favorite sayings is nice guys finish last. Okay. Why is that? I don't believe that. I Mm. I love kindness. And he looked at me and he said, Danielle, sometimes and oftentimes nice guys, nice people do finish last. Mm -hmm. Kind people finish first. Wow. Because nice comes out of obligation and kind people have boundaries and they do it because they want to do it and they know that that's the kind Mm. thing to do. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm just having a moment myself here with that. It reminds me too of, um, don't say yes to someone else if it means saying no to yourself. Yes. Kind of thing too. Which is big with boundaries. Yeah. It's important to keep that at the forefront at all times. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So I want to go into, again, you're in the entertainment business. You're in front of the camera all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've dealt with your fair share of insecurities or self-doubts or just the overall pressures that um, the industry can put on you for beauty, appearance, and and also just the pressure from society. Mm -hmm. Um, What's been some of your experience with that and how do you kind of just keep it in check? How do you you manage that? And then just boundaries with that too, for sure. Yeah, I think for me it was less about the industry and more just about my life. Like um, Mm. I remember probably thinking about my weight from like sixth grade on. Mm. Um, and I asked, I asked young girls, people like as young as second grade wow. will talk about their weight, um, wow. which is sort of sad, super sad. Yeah. You know, but, mm-hmm. um, in that book, beauty sick, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Renee Engeln talks about how the number one, mo- the most important thing we must be as women in America is pretty. Mm. And that is the value we, that's how we sure. get, social sure. capital yeah. that's how that's how we feel like rewarded yeah. it's a standard yeah yeah and if we can shift that mm. it can it, it will change us entirely in how we move throughout the world so yeah. um she taught me this she said if you look in the mirror and stop thinking about how do i look and start looking in the mirror and thinking how can i change the world yeah that question shift mm. is super powerful mm. um and i'm not saying 
don't think about how you look because yeah. I think about how I look. Like it, I, I care about how sure. I want to present nicely and sure. I think yeah. first impressions matter. Totally. Um, but it can't be the only thing you think about. It could be one mm. of the 10 things you think about. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not driven by that. I'm driven yeah. by how can I be of service? How can I make someone smile? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I feel proud of something I did? Sure. You know, yeah. and you just start asking yourself different questions. Yeah. It's not about how do I look today? It's about how can I change the world? Yeah. Mm. Wow. I love that. And, and men too can also, you know, I, I can relate to that. I, I dealt with insecurity stuff and imposter syndrome stuff and, and ironically enough, my profession, well, what pays the bills is modeling, you mm-hmm. know, which is a beast of an industry in, in its own. Yeah. Um, you know, I've gotten rejected thousands of times over the last 16 years, you know, so, um, and it, and it also helped me reframe my relationship with the word rejection is now mm-hmm. I say it's redirection. Yeah. I wasn't meant for that job yet, but maybe they weren't meant for me either. Right. Cause there is that too. Um, so I think, I think that's super important. Um, moving down the outline, and this is something I am super excited to talk about and something Uh-oh. I know everyone is going to be <laughs> like, wait, scared. what is this? You introduced me to the chivalry diet. Yeah. Please unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> the chivalry diet. As soon as I said it to you, I regretted it because I knew you were going to hang oh, on man. to that. I was like, wait, what now? Chivalry like chivalry, right? <laughs> yeah. So I actually got it from Liz Plank. Okay. Uh, who came out with a book, I think it's called For the Love of Men. Mm. But I saw her talking about it in an interview mm-hmm. and she went cold turkey on um, meals, gifts, like anything that da- was like in regards to dating. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm going to try this. Mm. So I would go out with people and mm-hmm. split meals and um, I just really wanted to not have any expectations of another person and take okay. them in for who they were and how I felt their energy. Yeah. And, um, I also kind of felt more in control. Mm. It was really cool. I, I, I didn't feel like I owed anybody anything like yeah. their time was their time and my time was my time. And, mm-hmm. um, it was cool. So how long does this diet last? I think I did it for like three months. Okay. And to be fair, I don't really go on a lot of dates. So it wasn't like so many dates. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was a really, it was a cool experiment and for anybody, especially any woman or anybody who feels pulled to that idea, I would Mm -hmm. say like, try it out for a few dates and see how you feel. Yeah. And, and I think also too, you're mentioning just, you know, what we value from men, you know, is, is another maybe false narrative or, or stereotype that we have. And, and was the chivalry diet kind of a reflection and understanding of, of that as well? Yeah. I mean, I remember, uh, looking at magazine covers a few Mm -hmm. years ago and all of the powerful men on magazines were like suit and tie, Mm. really like dapper suited up. Every powerful woman on a magazine cover was like half naked and like, just, it was a different presentation. Sure. And I'm like, wow, what we value in men is finances and what we mm-hmm. value in women is beauty. Yeah. And that is so much pressure for both of us. Totally. It's not yeah. fair for you. It's not fair for me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just wanted to take that whole component out of it. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. But let's go back to the chivalry diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, the men didn't know about the chivalry diet. Right. 
but were they kind of thrown off with you splitting the bill with, I mean, did, did you let them open the door for you? Cause chivalry is like, there's a whole, there's levels to it, right? That's a good question. Did you just wipe out the chivalry-ness or did you, <laughs> were you picking and choosing on what you allowed and what you did for yourself? How, how did it work? Well, I kind of felt like, um, politeness mm-hmm. is something I value. So like sure. someone could open a door as well. I could open a door. Yeah. Um, so opening a car door, same thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to come off, you know, you don't want to like, yeah. Emasculate somebody or yeah, take their, totally. take, you know, people like to do things for other people. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to give. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to take that away. Mm-hmm. Um, but particularly with splitting the bill, yeah. um, I really that? wanted to do that. How, yeah. How, how was that perceived from the guy? Some people were like cooler okay. with it than others. Mm-hmm. I think some people were maybe like, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, I no, really. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, totally. But, you know, after a, a date and if someone's, I'm not, I have, I don't think I've ever been on a date with someone that wasn't like a nice, good person. Sure, sure. And so the text after that's like, hey, I just don't really feel anything mm-hmm. like always really sucks. Yeah, it's a hard text. It really sucks. <laughs> hard, hard phone call, yeah. And I kind of felt like if I was splitting the bill, I was more respectful of everyone's time mm. and respectful of like the effort that everybody was putting out. Sure, yeah. Mm. So overall, would you recommend the chivalry diet? And also, would you do it again? Um, I don't think I'd do it again because since then I've changed my view Okay. On things, I feel like... Because of the diet or just in, just in other life experiences? I think partly because of it, but also okay. other life experiences. Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of done with gender roles yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. Sure. And so, I go with what I feel now. Gotcha. If it feels appropriate, yeah, you know? Yeah, natural, organic, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I would say that if, if I'm saying chivalry diet and something in that feels interesting to you, try it out. Sure. Part of the reason I wanted to do the chivalry diet is uh, I love therapy. And my <laughs> therapist at one point was saying, you know, you have to make sure that your values mm. um, really are aligning with how you're acting and how like what you're putting out. And so yeah. um, I value feeling seen. I value feeling safe. I mm. value like I value all these other things, mm-hmm. um, emotional fluency in another person. And yeah. I didn't want to value um, finances. I just sure. wanted to value other things cause that's what was in my heart. Yeah. So she really kind of brought you to that, uh, moment of recognition and mm-hmm. just awareness of it. Wow. How, what, what did it take for her to say that? Was there something that you had as a pattern? Um, something you kept repeating instead of repairing? Was there, was there something that kind of sparked her to, um, suggest that to you? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't remember what mm. prompted that, to be honest. Okay. Um, but I, I remember it. I remember her yeah. saying that. And, I, it, and it, it hit me. I was going to say, yeah, it resonated with you for sure. And that's amazing that you were open to receive that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people could get defensive, um, point the finger at everyone else instead of themselves. And then for you to, like you said, let it sit with you and just... Explore it. Yeah. And, and be patient with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to figure everything out, you know, right, right then and there. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate you for sharing all that and, um, understanding the, the other side, I think of what the entertainment world is. Maybe people, people didn't know, which is amazing. Um, any other final takeaways 
to highlight. If anyone is, is interested in the entertainment industry, if anyone's interested in moving from wherever to LA, $2,000, and uh, would yeah. you recommend living in a garage? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But uh, any other final takeaways for everyone listening or watching? I would say that if you are thinking about something, if something has been on, been on your heart, uh, to bet on yourself. Mm. It, you will never go wrong betting on yourself, and it's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. It will always pay off. That's beautiful. So powerful. For me, um, I love what you said about no matter what, the absolute last resort was abandoning yourself mm-hmm. and forgetting about yourself and your value never. system. So never, never, never. I, I can't. I have to look that. at myself in the mirror. Yeah. And like the person staring back at me mm-hmm. every single morning. Mm-hmm. Wow, love it. Okay, let's get into the round of rapid fire questions. Let's do it. There are five. I do these too. I like. These. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Yeah. First question is. If you could do anything knowing you won't fail, what would it be? So that's actually a question I ask myself anytime I'm scared of something. Great. Like, would I do this if I knew I could not fail? Yeah. Uh, So at the new year, Mm -hmm. I wrote down all the things I wanted to do if I knew I could not fail. And one was launch this podcast. Great. Because for some reason, it felt so personal for the first time. I was so nervous to do it. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. This is my baby. Yeah. To this day, it's like I feel like I'm delivering a new baby, which is a new episode Mm -hmm. every week. And I'm like, please be gentle with my baby. Yeah. It's it's my heart. It's really vulnerable for some reason. 100%. Well, we're exposing our own truths and our own experiences and what we've what we've went through in life and for some people you know it won't it won't be for them Mm -hmm. but for the ones that it is meant for them the messages i'm sure you receive the messages i receive it makes it all all worth it so i love that you said that but um what is and so the podcast is was one is there anything else the podcast if i knew i could not fail i kind of do everything that i like it I live my life that way. Yeah, I love I it. I just kind of leap. Good for you. Leap and the net will appear, right? Wow. Mm, put that on a t-shirt. That's super <laughs> dope. Good for you. I don't think that was mine. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, question number two. Yeah. This is selfishly so I can relate to my daughter. Um, what would you tell teenager Danielle? I would tell her to have more fun. Mm. To not take everything so seriously. Yeah. I took everything really seriously. Sure. Um, I would say while you are building a career, don't forget to build a life. Mm. And wow. I would say that you don't have to go to parties or things that you don't want to be at. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Yeah. That's great. The the building a career, but then also building a life. That's uh that's powerful. It's difference difference between success and fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Question number three: What's one experience you've had that you would consider life changing? Ooh, mm. life changing. I like that question. Yeah. Could be person too. I've had a few really life changing people. Okay. Now that you've rephrased that, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a guy named Steve who I met serendipitously. Mm. It's the best. And yeah, it is. Cause it, Mm. I, I don't, I'm not sure he taught me this, that he doesn't believe in coincidences. Right. And, uh, I now believe that because of him. I also believe Mm. a lot of things because of him. He totally shifted my worldview. Mm. When I moved to LA, I was so obsessed with 
finding some sort of success and like mm. I, I don't I'm not mad at young Danielle for that because yeah. I think you do have to work really hard to yeah, make it that happen. ambition is important it is like yeah. I didn't have money or connection like I had to figure it out sure but he taught me that it's not about you mm. he truly lives his life in service to others wow. and he never told me that which is the mm, best part. Yeah. I just watched him live his you life. Just found out. And I was like, oh, I'll, all of this because you help other people? Mm. And he shifted how and why I do anything and everything I do. Wow. Um, I don't know if he knows that. I hope he knows that. Mm. But it was cool because sometimes you meet people who will say like, you know, it's about service. It's yeah, about, yeah, yeah. and you're like, really is yeah, it yeah totally because that's a kind of a buzzy thing to say nowadays sure. right he lives it. yeah yeah that's so beautiful. yeah shout out to steve <laughs> we love you um that's great question number four what do you want to be known for when you leave this earth so think legacy you just gave steve's legacy what would danielle's legacy be interesting legacy have you ever yeah. thought about that you know, I kind of used to resent legacy. Okay. I thought that people who cared about legacy cared about ego. Okay. Like it was like name on a building. Yeah, right. And as I get older, I think I think about it in different terms. Mm -hmm. um, when my grandfather passed away, the rabbi said to everybody at the service, mm -hmm. uh, people pass away twice. The first time mm -hmm. is when their physical body passes. And the second time is when people stop telling their stories. Wow. And so, wow. uh, I thought about legacy in that way. Mm. Like what did you leave in people instead mm. of for people? Wow. And so I hope I leave people better than when I met them. And I try and do mm. that in like every meeting or every interaction, even yeah. if I'm having a bad day, I kind of like breathe and like mm -hmm. show up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you don't know what the other person's dealing with either. Sure. Wow. That is my favorite answer from anyone ever asking that question. Really? That is so beautiful. And I, I think the reason why it's really hitting because that's kind of what I'm striving for as well. Like, it's not about the poster or the statue or anything like that. Um, it's just the impact that I want to leave people with and yeah. to, to, to just try to help in any to serve as well as, as per Steve in any kind of way possible. Mm -hmm. Cause I wish I, I had that growing up, you know? So yeah. it's a beautiful answer. Last and final question for you. What does Danielle admire most about Danielle? Ooh. Those are good, right? <laughs> you kind of gave me chills. Hey. Um, this is for the self love game. I know I used to be really uncomfortable talking about myself. I am still, so. Me too. Yeah. This was hard for me, I'll be honest. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I think I am kind even when it's inconvenient. Mm. Um, wow. That's hard to do. And I have integrity. Yeah. Mm. Not that I don't mess up. Sure. Yeah. But my core. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's hard. Um, I get uncomfortable when people give me compliments. I get uncomfortable <laughs> when people ask me to talk about myself. It's like super awkward for me. The um, worst is when like I launched the podcast Yeah. and everyone's like, tell me about it. And I was like, uh, just me go watch it. too. I never shout. I like, we'll be out. My wife's like, he's got a podcast and I'm like, oh, babe, 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 shh. You know what I mean? And she's <laughs> like, what? So I, I get it. Um, okay. Funny. So 
please mention any way people can find you. Please yeah. shout out the podcast name again, what the um, platforms it's on, and anything else you may be working on. How can people get to know more, Danielle? Thank you. You have such a loyal, active audience that I yeah. so appreciate that. So oh. thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I appreciate that. The community is definitely strong. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, Pretty Smart is the podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram at Danielle Robay, and all the podcast details are there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, Great. I feel like I love a cold email, a cold yeah. message. <laughs> yeah, well, I can attest to that hands on. Um, okay, this is my moment, and I'll make it short. I know we got to wrap, but um, of acknowledgement of, of my guests, which I always do. Really? Oh, yeah, every every time. I'm, I'm words of affirmation. So oh, my God. Like, uh, I'm going to get yeah. so nervous. <laughs> Um, okay. Can I not look at the camera? Yeah, no, you can look at the ground, whatever you want. Um, the first thing is, um, just acknowledging the fact that you're not afraid to jump without the net, which is wild. You said that because I, I get that sense and I love the go getter in you. Thank you. Um, and being persistent and then more importantly, consistent with your persistency. Um, I admire that for sure. And I also um, love what you're doing with your show, with the podcast, because you could have easily just been comfortable in the entertainment lane that you're in. And it's it's time consuming, it's taxing, it's wearing on you. But you were like, you know what? But this is my baby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I love that you ended up pursuing it. I can relate to you because this has been a two year in the works prog- uh, um, project and, and a, definitely a work in progress. Um, and then also just what you stand for as a woman. You know, I have have a a huge heart for all women uh, being raised by a single mother, being raised by women and then raising a little woman is um, so it's very important for me. And that's why I ask those questions to every woman that comes on. What would you tell your teenage self? My daughter's 13. So a lot of things I'm going to get more gray hair about that. I can just hit play when, you know, when you guys give your uh, your speech. And um, yeah, I'm just in case you needed to hear this, like proud of you. I, I know you. that maybe it's the Chicagoan that, that you know, um, bond that we have, but um, I just see you, I, I see you hustling. Your Instagram was so inspiring. Um, when I, mm. when I was looking at it, I'm like, babe, I'm like, I have to get Danielle. I'm like, I don't know who she is. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna send this cold, you know, DM, so to, so to speak. And um, the way you responded was, beautiful and and made me feel welcome and I can't imagine the people in your life you know that that really get to know you and um it's an honor so we need more like you in the world it's really kind and uh my my pleasure and um thank you so much for coming on for blessing the show and um for helping out I'm sure a lot of people just real quickly sure uh I really believe that what we see and value in other people is a reflection of ourself Mm. So I so appreciate those words yeah. and I, I take them in and I also send them back to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Chicago wins. So Chicago wins, right? Ooh, <laughs> you know what the Midwest is. <laughs> That's it. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. you and um, until next time. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>